the dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Framer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And I'm joined in the Soad Shack tonight by two gentlemen whose brain cell counts are a little bit lower than they were a few hours ago. To my right, Adam Markham. To my left, Connor Raymer. Connor, we'll start with you. If you had to describe the debate that just happened in, let's say, three words, what are you saying? Hurricane of feces. I'm just trying to think of like when Dwight's describing himself on his job interview where he's like alpha male, jackhammer. Like it was just a total, it was just not to sound like Trump in general, but it was a literal disaster. Hurricane vomit. Yeah. Hurricane vomit and total nightmare. Hell. Yeah. (laughs) Just like three general. He said help. Yeah. Oh, I said hell. Hell's good Yeah. Both would work. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a great way to describe it and what a ringing endorsement of our country here in 2020. Uh, is it the year couldn't get any worse? It somehow has. <laughs> yeah, congrats 2020, worst year in history. But you know who's not having a bad year, Addy? The Proud Boys. <laughs> well, the- <laughs> Hard transition from that, but Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if you saw, just announced that him and his fiance are expecting. Yeah. The dude got half a billion dollar contract, got himself a Super Bowl ring, already has an MVP, got a Super Bowl MVP, got engaged, and now has a kid on the way. He's getting all out of the way. Patrick Mahomes doing all. is living. I think he's like 24 he's years old. Worried that, you know, he's he's peaking a little too soon. He's like know. a child actor. Yeah. Going to peak a little too early. Yeah. Did y'all see how tall his brother Jackson is? The TikTok star Here Jackson. He is. Connor. Love, it, loving it, Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say, let us know because um, you're plugged into the zeitgeist, as we know. He is, uh, no joke, they they posted a picture of the whole family today. Um, I think it was probably after the announcement of, obviously, he and his fiance having their first child. So, Jackson congrats. Jackson Mahomes is six feet, six inches tall. A hundred percent. That I'm I didn't. Okay, yeah. He's. I was gonna say he is a huge dude. So, um, you know, maybe Jackson Mahomes next next one to get in on the uh, on the big contract like Patrick has. So, does his brother play any kind of sports or is he just TikTok? No, famous? I think he's just like social media famous. Well, I so saw a good judge. A judge kind of uh, set the TikTok ban aside, like kind of staved off the execution of all these TikTok stars. Oh, thank God. I know, right? I don't know what we would do without all this, the TikToking. TikTok, TikTokers are the only thing that matters in this world. <laughs> the only thing holding 2020 together are the TikTokers. <laughs> so tonight's episode, guys, is going to be a little looser. We've been promising this, and shout out Lauren for the great message we got where he said, love the show, guys. My favorite part is at the end of every episode where you apologize for talking about IDP. <laughs> and the point that we were trying to make there was we knew that the first couple weeks there were very stat heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, we were trying to, you know, get the listeners a firm foundation for the season, Addy. Sure. Wanted, wanted to, uh, you know, maybe a lot of times we get new listeners at the beginning. So That's we're right. kind of thinking, hey, let's, let's let me fool these people. Let them, let them think that we're uh, we're smart. We know about numbers and stuff. Let's put our best foot forward. You sure. know, it's like a Zoom call where you've got the suit, jacket, and tie on up top. And then downstairs is your ratty underwear with holes. Talking numbers, baby. Yeah. So that was the uh, that was the old bait and switch. They thought they were getting like an establish the run type of show with lots of stats. And now we're going to talk about fart jokes and fast food takes for an hour and a half. Yeah. That's what we're uh, with some football mixed in. That's what we really started the podcast for was to you know 
do that stuff and then occasionally sprinkle in some football. That's right. That's right. So now we're going to have, <laughs> thank you very much. We're going to have a format that we're going to use here, Connie, that is going to be consistent throughout the rest of the season. We're going to be doing one episode a week on Tuesdays along with the live stream. And we'll also have Dr. Lisa's on Saturday. We're going to hit the news waiver wire targets. We're going to have an IDP Q and a Connie, where we asked the type of questions that an you know, IDP newbie like yourself might have just to help some of our listeners out there who might be new to IDP and have questions. That's right. I'm the village idiot right now in the IDP community. So, um, you know, there will be some questions that I feel like I'll uh, take a few bullets for people that are new like myself to the IDP community that are probably afraid to ask or want to know the answers to. So like you said, we won't just be a bunch of boners that side off a bunch of stats. You know, we want to have some fun and, um, you know, again, contribute to those, uh, you know, new and old alike to IDP. So it'll be fun. Come on, come on. So we have the IDP Q&A. We'll also do who'd you get and then like a fantasy football update. And then each week we'll have a new segment where we, um, you know, bring a little bit of uh, creative juice to the pot. Sure, eh? some flair. Some flavor every week. So this week we are going to be hitting the most disappointing players through three weeks of the NFL season. Our fearless researcher, Z-Mags, put this list together, Addy. We've got 10 players across all position groups that we're going to touch on. Uh, some dudes who have, frankly, done that to your team so far this year. And some big names on this list. We tried to go for guys... Uh, the test was very high ADP coming into the season and not a great ranking uh, for their position right now. So we'll touch on those 10 guys at the end of the episode. But let's start with the news here, gentlemen. And um, we knew it was coming, Connie. We knew this moment. We knew we weren't going to be able to dodge this bullet all season. Uh, the Titans have had a COVID-19 outbreak. Three players and five personnel tested positive for the virus. Uh, the Titans players who uh, tested positive, defensive lineman Daquan Jones, long snapper Bo Brinkley, and tight end Tommy Hudson, who's on the practice squad. So these guys all hit the COVID-19 list for the Titans. Uh, the Titans will be remote all week, Connie, not in their facility until Saturday. Uh, Minnesota, Adam, you'll be happy to know, no positive tests. They should be able to get back into their facility. I read within 48 hours, as long as there's no more positive tests that come through. Games are still on schedule for now. There's a contingency plan in place to bump the Titans-Steelers game back to Monday if needed. But, Connor, we've seen all season the NFL is pretty hell-bent on this season going according to plan unless some kind of doomsday scenario happens with a team. I, I personally think that's how you have to approach the season throughout the entire year. People are going to get this, and as long as it's controlled, and like you said, not something that, and I don't know if you have to put a number on it, if so many X amount of players or staff or personnel have it, I don't, I'm like, it's like everything else with this. It's, you know, the goalposts are ever-changing in terms of where we draw the line with this and what's policy and what's procedure and what's best protocol, so... I'm with the NFL, which is a rare thing. I love to dog Adele like a lot of media outlets do. And so far, it's been good, though. Yeah, I They've mean, done he's, a nice job. Give, give credit where credit's due. They've done a nice job. And I've, I just, however, this game has to be played, that's too good of a game to not play. Obviously, if we have guys that are missing that are studs or even nobodies, you need to play the game if you can safely. That's what the NFL has basically said without saying is that as long as you can field a roster on game day, 
you are going to play the game. And I go back to this point, and I'm, you know, again, I'm not trying to sound insensitive to those with, you know, that had, co- you know, fears towards COVID. And, you know, it is absolutely a new wrinkle, not only to day to day life, but as an NFL player. But let's not pretend NFL players don't know the inherent risk of the game they're playing every single time they've played from the time they played when they were little. So I think COVID's probably like eighth on the list of things that scared them the most about playing football. And I think if you are giving them some truth serum it may be much further down than that when you actually see some of the men they're going up against and have to play against so again not downplaying it i'm sure a lot of people are scared of it if they fall under a certain umbrella they had the chance to opt out too they did if they were like i'm really worried i have a pre-existing condition i you know i want to be able to see my grandma or my wife is battling breast cancer like they had the chance to bow out and so now it's about containing i think the virus and, you know, trying not to let this thing wreak too much havoc on the season. Shitty thing is, like a lot of us, some of them probably wanted to opt out or wanted to stop working like some of us did. But guess what? You got bills coming in. So right. you got to go to work and you got to take risk every day. So I'm with everybody and I, I get it in that regard. We're still working. All of us here are still working. Just still grinding, Addy. You virus denier. You virus denier. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm for everybody making their own decisions that keeps everybody safe generally amen that's what's great about this country that's right <laughs> adam you all right over there bud adam's crying <laughs> he just needs adam, a moment yeah to he cry. needs a moment he's sobbing uncontrollably so next news item here that is sort of related if you believe that the agent for earl thomas the texans Addy, looked to be signing earl thomas earlier in the week i think Schefter tweeted at one point or maybe rapaport that it's more likely than not a deal gets done with the texans and earl thomas today Turns out the Texans have canceled the workout, and according to them, the first tweet that I saw determined that Earl Thomas would not be a good fit for their team. Now, the agent came out and said, no, the Texans told us that because of this outbreak that we have had to cancel all of our workouts. So I think there's probably truth in both, but the Texans absolutely, this is the coded message was, oh my God, we didn't realize Earl Thomas was this big of an asshole. And uh, we're just going to cancel this workout. Oh, brother. No. <laughs> is, is that really just going to be it for you this this episode? Sir. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of some interest there. You know, thought that, um, you know, I don't know, for IDP, not much. But you, you figure it's Earl, Earl Thomas. You know, he's been around the block. He, he's been a part of some great defenses. Um, surely, you know, he understands that he's probably running out of chances. So, I would say so. As you, as you burn the bridge and piss on it on your way out of town in the last two stops. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, just, I mean, he's a bad person. You know, that's uh, unfortunately for him. He's a bad room <laughs> cancer. <laughs> right. He comes in like a big O and just drops it, just crop dust your whole locker room. And I'm not sure that's what you need to, you know, drop into a, are they 0-3? They're 0-3, right? Yes, because they're winless. Their, their schedule has been just true, brutal. True. But been that, that's not a good team. No, I don't think so either. Um, that offense just looks oh, lost. Not good. No. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't really know what they're doing. But it's Bob. You know, that's what happens when you got the uh, GM coach combo. That's right. He's he is making, literally Jackie Moon. He is. He's making. He's. If only he was playing. I was going to say he is going to get a helmet at some point. You'd be like, why is why does Bill O'Brien have a have a helmet on? Who got traded for the? Was it a washing machine or a refrigerator? No, it was a washing machine. It was a washing machine. Yeah. And don't pet the possum. Was that yeah. right? 
You see a possum, try to kill it. It's not, not a pet. Not a pet. Connor, you'll be happy about this, you monster. Jarrell Casey out for the season for the Denver Broncos. Hmm. That's a shame. I what hate a that, shame. Uh, another news here. This is great. This is note from Z-Max. This is not him being a homer. This is actually important news, and I agree. Nick Foles, big dick Nick, has Sir. been named the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Connor, are you surprised, not surprised, that it took uh, basically like two and a half games for Mitchell Trubisky to get benched? They have been wanting to bench Mitch basically by his first season, especially when they saw what the other quarterbacks from that draft class were were doing, like Mahomes and a few others. But, um, you know, I, I just thought it was a matter of time, really, before a guy like Nick or another capable backup came in and took that job. Um, I don't think Mitch gets that job back. And I, I think the uh, they have the Colts, right, at home this week. The Bears do, I'm pretty certain. Well, so I'll, I'll take a look while you. Uh, yeah, I'm fairly certain they have that, and it's supposed to be. A, I'm pretty sure like a monsoon. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if we'll see a whole lot. So of, it's at Chi Town. Right. Yeah, it's at Chicago. It's at Chicago. It's supposed yep. to be like Noon a really game. windy, rainy game. So kind of sucks. I, I know you guys probably would have rather played Mitch. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I'm not excited about it being. Uh, I think Nick, this man, he just got that. Yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got that hog. He's got that hog. That yes, magic, sir. That magic energy, man. There's something to it. I oh, mean, I mean, some it's... of these throws he was making, that one to, who was it, Anthony Miller that won the game, where it was like, if they're going to blitz, just go to the L in ATL, and I'm going to throw it up, and you're going to catch the touchdown and win the game. Did you see this? During the TV timeout, that's what Nick Foles told Anthony Miller. Wow. No, Run to the that. L. It's like the backyard. He said, run to the L. I'm going to throw it up because they're going to blitz me. Foles got crushed on that throw and just threw up a dime. That's tight. It he'd, is, dude. He'd still be in Jacksonville, and I think the ship would still be somewhat held together if he didn't, like, what did he, he like, broke his collarbone and broke, broke something? Broke his collarbone Like week one, one or two. Yeah. Was that against the Colts? Uh, it might have been. No, we played them the first game this year. That's okay. the problem with him, though. He gets, he gets hurt a lot, man. Yeah. Every stop he's gotten hurt, you know? So this is, I think – if he can stay healthy, I think this team will be frisky. Uh, but the kind of truism I've come to accept with Nick Foles is he's the guy who looks best on your bench holding the clipboard. If he's your starter for what now, 13 games? Ugh, yeah. I don't know about that. We'll see. Well, yeah, like the ideal situation for him, you know, you to be in contention – uh, all up, you know, all the way up to the end, and he comes in there. It's you know, the Eagles, week 15, 16. We saw the perfect yeah, formula, exactly, for him coming in and having this magical ride through the playoffs and taking you to the Super Bowl. So I, I am, if I'm a Bears fan, though, I am excited because three and zero. Yeah, you're three and zero. You've it's got huge comeback. It's a little more stable. Maybe the ceiling's not quite as high with uh, Nick Foles, but I think the floor is a lot higher yeah, too. It feels like he just gives the offense some juice, especially those receivers that are actually good. They you are. A Rob's one of the better receivers in the league. Anthony Miller's very underrated. Um, Jimmy Graham resurrected. <laughs> He's back. We were going dogging him, you know. Um, a lot this offseason. but he's, he uh, still moves like an eighty-six-year-old man. Right. But eighty-six-year-old yeah. men can catch passes. He's doing fine. So speaking of Allen Robinson, Connor, I wanted to get your take on something as the the youngest one in this group here. So there's been this trend. Saquon Barkley was the latest one to do this after he tore his ACL. He deleted all of his Giants pictures and stuff off of his Instagram. Uh, Allen Robinson did this earlier in the season. What is your take on? players using this as a negotiating tactic, deleting all their stuff off of social media. 
I don't think every case is that. I think just the younger generation in general uses social media, whether it be, you know, YouTube or the Grom, and they use it as a way to, like, show the, the not to sound like a corny cliche, but, like, the butterf- the you know, the butterfly, the change from the caterpillar to the butterfly. So, you know, they're going through these big moments, right, whether it be an injury or a contract year or whatever, and they're using that platform to – you know, showcase that journey in different elements and starting fresh and whatever that means. Again, coming back from an injury like Saquon, I don't think he's necessarily throwing shades towards a giant. I think he's just trying to, like, build it up in his own mind, like build up this, no pun intended, literal giant that he has to overcome and show, like, this is a whole new me. And I think it can leverage for certain players in certain scenarios to show you know, Ebron did that when he got wind last year that the Colts and him, that was the first sign there was going to be that divorce. Hey, it so, works. Stephon it does. Diggs. Yeah, it, it, it works. That was my take because they were discussing this on the Around the NFL podcast, and um, I sided with both sides of the argument because um, Erica Tamposi, who's their producer, was saying this is how it works now. This is how the younger generation handles things. And Chris Wessling, who's older, uh, in his mid 40s said this is this is passive aggressive this is not like a desirable human trait and i'm like i don't disagree with chris but it is an effective strategy yeah and now, it if gives I'm, these players you know power in a way it does but at the end of the day if i'm the gm oh you deleted your pictures off of instagram we still have your contract alan like yeah. or player x like but this, it's showing you're bigger than their brand. That's what the players are trying to enforce. And, like, and A-Rob's going to get paid anywhere. Yeah, that's what he's that's showing. Like, he I'm don't bigger care. than your he brand. He has leverage, uh, but it is he has actual leverage because his contract is expiring. He's a young, talented player. The quarterback situation's in limbo. I exactly. Mean, he knows yeah. that. Most people around the And I don't know why play, like, players are not more mindful of that it's like a-rob knew he was like he went from Bortles to trubisky it's like bro you got yourself in this situation a little bit like guys that like pay that's gonna mess up your next payday potentially like don't screw around with that go to go to good situations yeah and the in the sports corny cliche pantheon is being put in a position to succeed i mean that's what you want with your next yeah. contract if you're a wide receiver or running back or whatever you want to rack up them stats exactly typically just comes at a cost but what's the long-term cost right you go to a team that has success you may take a short-term yeah pay cut for the longevity of yep. you're a star you get endorsement deals you win championships longevity in the league so i'm like you all it's a definite it's a definite trade-off and i can see the older generation's point of hey let's try to talk this out but again, I definitely side with the younger generation in a sense of this is a you always hear this this expression in the NFL, right? This is a business. Well, okay. In a business, there are negotiations. And however you have to leverage a negotiation to your benefit, you should do that within the realm of being respectful and honest to the other person you're doing fair dealings with. So if that means making it seem like you're bigger than their brand and they take issue with it, so be it. That's my job. That's my agent's job. Yeah, I think... Unreal. Um, Unreal discussion night! I'm not, like, super pumped to give, like, a $100 million contract to someone who yanks all their pictures down. Because if I'm if I'm the GM of a team, my message is, we will get this contract worked out. Let's just keep it behind closed doors. Let's yeah. not let this leak out into the media. So, or yeah. have this... Because that's the thing. You can't do this because we live in a world where this is instant news. We're talking about this the minute it happens. Yeah. And so you can't do this thinking nobody's going to notice. Definitely not my speed, 
you know, right? I wouldn't behave that way. But I mean, if you know, if you're a slick GM, I wouldn't care, man. If you had a feeling you were going to get burned by a GM and both of y'all are playing and your agent is in your corner saying, you have to make it seem like you're apathetic if you get re-signed and that you will leave to leverage yourself, boys, you're deleting your entire page. Yeah. you have, If it's for your paycheck, you absolutely, if that's what, the, and I honestly think that's what it is. And I think that the younger kids like that. Again, they see it as a canvas that they don't want to chronicle their entire life on there. They want to constantly update that catalog of, their Instagram and the YouTubes and the face space and all the social meds. So no loyalty to these teams anymore. No. Like, that's, like this whole generation, I mean, LeBron, you know, the biggest, the biggest star of our generation. He's played for what? Four different teams. They finally teams. realized there was no loyalty three to teams. them. Three teams, three teams, but yeah. back to the other one, back to the other one again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyways, interesting debate. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, some more news here, fellas. Uh, <laughs> Driscoll's already been benched uh, by the Denver Broncos. Uh, oh, Brett Ripian is going to get the start there. Not much else needs to be said. Uh, sorry, Denver. What a that season is quickly swirling down the toilet for them. Uh, Addy, this next piece of news pains me to say, but rumor has it Daniil Hunter has a herniated disc. May not be ready when he comes off IR. Tweets today that I saw you retweet seem to confirm that. I am beginning, my spidey sense is tingling. I'm beginning to suspect we won't see Hunter again this season. Ooh-wee. At least on a timeline that helps fantasy managers. Like, I could see a week 12 return, but then your fate's pretty much sealed, especially with the Neil Hunter probably being your first overall IDP pick for most most squads. Yeah, not uh, not what we wanted to see, um, you know, because he's, he's, he's due to come off the IR. You know, this was a, he was eligible, but... Um, yeah, it's gonna, I'm, I'm afraid he's, I'm afraid you're right. It's probably going to be, uh, you know, if he does come back week 11, week 12, but even, if, you know, even when he does, like he's, he's likely going to be on a snap count, um, or just not as effective. I mean, we've seen just the amount of change on that line. Uh, and there really hasn't been anyone popping off, you know, out of that unit. So, um, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I know everyone burn a, burn a top pick on him, but probably a, a wasted pick this year. I was going to say, every year we get this kind of wiener punch from the top of the draft, whether it's Saquon Barkley on offense, now CMC's out for multiple oh, weeks. this year's been dumb. Sprain. Yeah. You know, A.J. Brown's been out. Michael Thomas has been out. Devontae Adams has been out. Julio Jones has been out. I mean, it is a... And we also got to keep in mind, like, the Vikings, you know... They're zero three. That's right. So I mean, if if they continue to lose, like they're not going to have much incentive to bring Hunter back. That's what I was going to ask you. At this point, as a Vikings fan, do you think they're? I mean, I honestly think they're going to enter. If they lose again, they're going to be in the tank for Trevor conversation very be. soon. I they agree. need to be. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I was on board when we hit zero and two. Like, and it, it may be time to to part ways with Cousins before the end of the year. If somebody, I don't know if I think he's a great quarterback to have there. It's kind of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type bridge. Yeah, he's so fine. whenever Trevor or Justin Fields or whoever is ready to take the reins. Oh, it's yep. day because one with both of them. They just gave uh, Cousins a new contract. Very yes. kind of under the radar gave him yes. a, a new deal. So <laughs> yeah, he's going to so. be there. Um, we had Chiefs Ravens last night. Was uh, kind boys. Of, um, I don't think that I've ever like moaned like during during a game like I did in that one. That, that Chiefs was, offense. It, they're operating on Moan a whole, yeah, whole other level. I mean, the closest thing yes. we have to moan is the yes, but uh, 
But I was watching them like, and then I was just like, mm. like I was watching with me you know, and my wife, who she was just, uh, she we were laying in bed watching it, and and she was like, Adam, what is going on? Do you have chips and salsa over there? I don't know about. <laughs> Like no, but it was just like some of the plays, just like mm, yummy boys. It yeah. is sexy. That uh, they are so good. That Chiefs offense. I mean, they had offensive linemen catching touchdown passes, <laughs> fullbacks catching touchdown passes. The whole squad got involved, just spreading it around like everyone. Like and and you know Edward Tulare, like he's so good. He's, he's so, so good. He's so good. And he's so perfect for that offense. Like the, just the the fact that they can throw it to the running back. You know, twenty. 30 yards downfield now. It's just um, they, they are so hard to deal with. That that Tyreek catch was insane. Absolutely. I think it was the one where he – Mahomes faded back, I think, like 12 yards and then threw this, like, beautiful arcing pass, and Tyreek went up and snatched it in the end zone with yeah. this guy all over him. I was like, oh, my it was God, a, it what was a, a catch. It was a beautiful night from Casey. My favorite was the, the fake left, the fake right. Shovel pass. And then the shovel pass. Yes, dude. Just, just. Brilliant. That's Andy Reid. Connor, his face mask was not fogged up. I think he was actually able to see the field this time. Yeah, Frank Reich also did the face mask I noticed thing, that as well. And I think he said somebody from, like, a local college or something that had – or had partnered with an engineer to get one that did not fog up because I didn't. Of course, Andy's the first week was like laugh out loud funny. It was like just like a shower door. Yeah, it, it, that was just so funny to watch. But um, so fun fact from that game, I don't know if we've mentioned this yet. Um, Eric, what's his last name? That was the left tackle that caught that touchdown. Eric Fisher. Fisher. Eric Fisher is the last first pick in the draft to catch a touchdown in like the last X amount of years. Wow. Because he was. He was a number one overall Him pick, and right? Luke Jokel that year, 13, I think, maybe? 12 or 13? Yeah. Wow. He was the last first pick in the draft to catch it. I don't know how many years, but it was like a law. I saw that on the, well, the Twitterverse today. Typically, first picks are quarterbacks. quarterbacks. So, yeah. it, you know, it could happen. You could have a kind of a, a wide receiver pass back to the quarterback, I guess. But I guess that hasn't happened with any of the first-round picks. They hmm. tried that with Luck a few times, and literally, as he's retired now, they literally almost killed him. If we could somehow, like, stitch that in, or we'll, we'll put that on maybe one of the social medias this I remember that. Like they, they did it, it twice in the same game and legitimately almost killed him right after he had just come back from all the crazy from his stuff. lacerated, yeah. whatever, kidney. Just laugh out loud. Yeah, so bad. So uh, we should mention, Addy, very excited. A little bit of a tease for next week. We are going to be having PFF's own John Macri on the show. Rising star in the Rising community. Star. This was a guy that you, you sent over like, hey, check this guy out. John has been one of my absolute favorite follows. Uh, yeah, he's so money, and he's he's still super underfollowed. Yeah, can, no reason for it, man. He just he he tweets out such good nugs, you know, every week after usually every game. He's just uh, he's a great follow. Uh, it seems like a great fella too. Just a really nice guy. I've enjoyed getting to talk to him. So he's got PFF's blessing. He's gonna be on the show. Every single one of our followers, do yourself a favor. Go follow John. It's at PFF underscore Macri. That's M-A-C-R-I. John will be joining the show next week to talk about the biggest surprises through the first month of the season. Uh, be some number talk, I'd say. I'd say you're right. Get some insight from the PFF hive mind. I am super excited. Boys, let's talk waiver wire targets. Um, there's been, you know, not thankfully, thankfully, not as many devastating injuries on the defensive side of the ball, 
But this is waiver night. A lot of people are thinking, who should I be putting in bids on? So, Addy, we had Z-Mags put together a list here uh, of some guys that are not, you know, heavily rostered in Yahoo leagues right now. And so we're going to run through some of these, and I want to get your temperature on whether or not you're interested. Theoretically, we won't tip your hand as to your waiver wire uh, bids here, but Theoretically, if you're interested or if our listeners should be interested in these guys, all right? Here we go. Vince Williams, 4% rostered in Yahoo. I don't think so. Uh, our boy Dr. Lezus made a good point, or maybe it was Sneeko. One of the two was just, I think it was Sneeko, said, I hate having him on my roster because I can never figure out when to play him. <laughs> I'm going to start him. I'm going to put him in because he's had a nice start to the season. And he's going to completely crap my team. Yeah, that just seems to be how how it usually goes for him. Uh, He's done this stuff before, but consistency is always an issue. That's right. All right, what about Nick Morrow? 1% ownership as long as Nick Quick is out. You interested in Nick Morrow? Yeah, as long as Nick's out, for sure. There you go. BJ Goodson with Mac Wilson out. He's he's practicing again, could be coming back in, but as long as he's out, only 2% rostered. Yeah, Mac Wilson got 9% of the, of the uh, snaps last week. But, you know, it was just uh, nice to see him back out there. A lot of us thought that, he, you know, I remember talking before the season started. He, we Over. thought he was he's almost done. Done for the season. Um, So it's just nice seeing him back out there this soon. I would expect him to slowly work him in because he is coming back so so quickly. Um, But, yeah, I think I think both of those guys can be productive. I think Goodson and, uh, and Wilson will be the, the guys you want. All right. Couple more at the linebacker position here. Ty Summers. Yeah. Unfortunately, Christian Kirksey, we knew it was a ticking time bomb. Yep, it happened. And it happened. So. Now we don't know the extent of the injury. I don't think he's like out for the season, is he? I don't think so. But, you but know, who we'll, knows? We'll be monitoring. It's always that. more devastating with Christian Kirksey. Yep. It's like, oh, he stubbed his toe. No, his whole foot fell off. Sorry, guys. So yeah, Ty Summers, interesting pickup there. Yep. Somebody has to make the tackles. What about Logan Wilson? Cincinnati? Um, I don't think so. I mean. Potentially, we're we're gonna see how how Pratt continues to shake out. Um, Pratt actually had a pretty productive week, so that was nice to see after after the down week too. Um, but I think it's still gonna be him and Bynes. Uh, Logan uh, Logan Wilson did get get a pick though, so that was nice to see. I mean, you know, coaches love that stuff. I imagine that um, we could see an uptick going forward. So yeah, monitor that. Yeah, so uh, that's probably a no for me right now. What about Brian Burns? Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he probably shouldn't be out there, but but he is in a lot of places. Yeah, 1% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Now, if he's a linebacker, that's going to be that's grosser, a downer. But defensive line especially. No-brainer. He, he, he could really be like a top 18 option this year. He could, and this guy is surprising, but uh, Z-Mag said only 28% rostered. Akeem Hicks. He's been great. He's been Go back to him. his old form. Love to see it. He's uh he's top fifteen in pressures right now. Um actually he's tenth in pressures. He has wow. thirteen pressures. He's the hey. sec- second in sacks, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's up there too, yep. Behind uh, Alden Smith, who has four. You want to know the top five pressure? Yes, leaders? please. Hit me with it. Aaron Donald, twenty, Miles Garrett, nineteen, Joey Bosa, nineteen, TJ Watt, eighteen, Bud Dupree, seventeen. Wow, Connor, how excited are you for, for Bud Dupree to be number five in pressures right now? Shout out Bud Dupree, man. He's having a great year, and uh, I'm excited to watch him ball out against whenever him and the Titans get a chance to play. So. That's right. Yeah, you love to see it. We should not be surprised by any of these names. Maybe Bud Dupree being in the top five is a little bit of a shocker, but the rest of that list, 
Makes a lot of sense. These are the guys that are the best defensive linemen in the NFL. It's crazy how many Steelers are on this list. Is Bud in a contract year? Yeah, I think oh, yeah. we talked about. He that. got he's tagged. playing he ball. Got franchise tagged. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's gonna. He'll He's going to secure the bag. He'll get the bag from the Steelers. Yeah, I really you, truly believe that. So, good job on Steelers tagging him, man. For real, not letting him get out the door. They yeah. knew. Yeah, it'll we'll be a hot commodity. And hopefully it was one of those where it's like, we're not just going to squeeze the juice out of you for the next two or three years on the tag and then let you go out and not make any money on the open market. Hopefully it was one of those where we, we our cap situation just won't. It's not going to happen this year, but just stick with us and we'll get you paid next year. Another little surprise. Let me add on to this. Stefan Tuit, seventeen as well. He's tied fifth. Wow, really? Steelers. So they have they have T.J. Watt at eighteen, Bud Dupree at seventeen, Tuit at seventeen, uh, Cam Hayward at fourteen. Well, remember we Nuts. made we made this joke when we were recapping Steelers Broncos that everyone had like eight pressures in that game. That's right. So that that poor <laughs> poor Drew Locke and. Um, Old Jeff Driscoll were running for their lives back there. Yeah. Now, what about this guy, Eddie? I know you said you're off Brandon Graham. Had a nice week, though. I think 29 points in RSO. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a good option. You know, I hate, but uh, this could be one of those those up years for him. That's right. Kerry Hyder? Uh, need Not to so see much. it a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Nick Bosa gone, uh, with the uh, D Ford banged up. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm intrigued for sure. Uh, Chase Winovich. Absolutely. 12 pressures right now on only 121 snaps. That's your boy, right? He's great. I mean, I love his hair. That's, yeah. that's He's all, a first-team all-flow. Oh, unreal. But he's really looking good. Belichick, stop being a weirdo and, like, let these dudes, like, give him the the full line share of snaps. Like, give him the typical edge rusher snaps, like... Like the big boys, like yeah. well, come on, like you don't you don't have a lot of talent, seventy five percent at least. You don't have a ton of talent on that defense. Like play Winovich more for like, real, Connor. I know you'll appreciate this. Uh, all the years the, the Colts were tortured by Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Did you see what he did to Derek Carr this week? Did you see the tweets? The doubling the, the double on the his, check down. Yeah, his check down. Yeah, I think Derek Derek Carr had to change his pants a few times when he saw his little safety valve option was gone. But that is, it's so cliche, and everybody knows this, but. Belichick is the best in the game at taking away what you're best at. So, like, for most of us, if you play basketball and you're right-handed, he's just making you go left every time. So, he, whatever it is, he is just taking that crutch away, and he's just going to see how good you are outside of that one, you know, strength you may have. I love that video of him and uh, Ocho Cinco pregame. You ever seen that one? Yeah, he's like, we're going to take you. We're in W today, so you're going to have an off day. <laughs> he's like, what? Coach, come on, for real? <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're not going to let you do anything. What about his sweatshirts? I'm sure you all saw the picture. Oh uh, man, ratty and all the holes in it. It was uh, the meme was like um, what like start of the year and and then it, it was him like at uh, I guess I don't know some type of Hall of Fame ceremony. Did he get inducted this year? Or? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Maybe he was just there to support. He someone. was dolled up at something earlier in the year, but then they said you know, yeah, post you know. Corona or whatever. One of his I, one of his proteges, Matt Patricia. You know, if you remember last year, year before last, telling the the press to to set up and. Have some respect. Have some respect for. The- <laughs> <laughs> you think you would have said that to Bill Belichick? Uh, oh probably God. not. No, Matt Patricia of all people yeah. saying that it's ridiculous. Sucks that they got to win, man. He's going to keep him around a little bit. I know, I know. It's um, it was funny. The the one my favorite one was uh, me after running waivers for twelve leagues with that <laughs> picture of Belichick. It was great though because I. I loved the debate of all the tryhards on Twitter. Like this is this just shows a lack of respect for your for your possession or your position. You should, you know, it's kind of the Matt Patricia's of the world saying 
look the part. You're a head coach. And it was this great thing that I that I love from Connor, one of your favorites, my old boss, Tucker Max, said, because someone accused him on LinkedIn, you know, Tucker used an F-bomb or something in one of his posts, and the guy was like, I don't think it's ever appropriate to swear at work. And Tucker said, I don't answer to the same people that you answer to. Amen. Me using profanity is a very powerful signal about how I see myself and who I answer to. And I thought the exact same thing when I saw that bell. I was like, Belichick doesn't answer to the same people that we answer to. Yep. He can dress like that. Yep. He's yeah. earned that. He's the definition of yeah. unbothered. Why does he need anybody's approval? He's not. He doesn't care to sleep there, not eat, not comb his hair, not shower. That dude, will, he'll show up in a potato sack or cut holes in a ball bag and show up and go coach. That's why he's goat, dude. Yeah, and that's that, right. and, he, and he's got himself a you know an, an attractive lady. I mean, he's got she, himself a boat. Yeah, a good looking dog. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's living. Man. He's doing great. He's, doing he's a G. Just fine. He's a G. It's it is the literal Colin Cowherd. Not to keep getting in the weeds with some of these hot takes and of talking heads, but he he went on. He doubled down on the Carson Wentz backward hat thing. Oh Lord! So it's that whole tired take of like you got to look the part. It's like honestly, you can treat everybody the same differently in that regard. But those that have earned it, like you'll get as much slack as you've earned. That's right. So, Brett Favre was always allowed to do whatever the hell he wanted because he was Brett Favre. The coaches acknowledge that. Bill same, Belichick is the same thing. Same in every industry. And he's also, it's kind of under the radar. Like we make fun of Bob, you know, Bill O'Brien for being coach and GM. Bill Belichick's the same thing in New England. So he ain't going to fire himself for looking like trash during nope. the press conference. Nope. So let's hit a couple more of these here, Addy. Julian Love. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so, especially with uh, Peppers going down. Um, he seemed like he was in some pain there. So, um, yeah, Julian Love, he's been great. Love it. Uh, let's Josh. look at me. Didn't even mean to. Just a professional. Mike Hilton, <laughs> uh, DV for the Steelers. I think uh, no-brainer. He shouldn't be out there no, I mean, yeah, on he your should, waivers. He should be definitely owned in cornerback leagues. I mean, he's, he's, started. He, he's been productive for a long time. How yes. many Steelers are on this list? Did we count? Uh, so it looks like two right now. Vince Williams and Mike Hilton. But we did, we, we did, we did discuss you know, about five of them, yeah. five the, or six the, the of defense, them. It's the best defense. Yeah. I mean, they're We right. didn't even mention Edmonds or Finca. Uh, Minka. That's right. Uh, Finca. I, Finca Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I like that name a lot better. He should do that. That is tight. Shout Rebrand. out Finca. All right, Connor, I'm going to you for this one. Kari Willis, 4% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. I think the, the Colts secondary has had an impressive performance. I think Kari is one to keep an eye on. I like their new guy, Julian Blackman. He's getting an increase in snaps after coming off an ACL. I think he played at Utah. Uh, he's always kind of been known as a guy that can make some big plays. So that's just somebody to really, really keep on the, the, the radar. And I think I sent you all this. I think PFF graded out. Markham, you're all's former guy. Uh, Xavier, roads closed. Of course, he got to play against the JV team this last Two week. Two interceptions. He is the number one ranked, I think, thus far. I don't know if it's for the whole season or what, but he's the number one ranked cornerback in the league. So. Wow. I'd say getting two picks and getting to play the Jets probably yeah, helped. Yeah. That, that was a, a stat bit. game. Y'all have had uh, y'all had a pretty cake schedule. Oh, the easiest possible schedule. And we knew that going into the season. You saw those charts or whatever with the easiest schedules. Jags, Vikings. Yeah. And Jets. Jets, God. 
Yeah, and we have the Bears, which are three and O teams. So yeah, but still, I'm not I'm not scared of the Bears. No. We need to be five and three in the first eight games. No worse. As easy as that schedule, we should not lose two more games in the in the upcoming because we play the Ravens and the Bears. But there's a lot of cupcake games in there. It's yeah. true, in we my gotta, opinion. Got to stack some wins. And your division's trash outside the Titans. It really is. It is. Yeah. So um, and they may be all infected with COVID and not be able to play the rest of the season. So. So, Kari, Blackman, and if you're super needy and need somebody, I mean, maybe if it's cornerback required league, maybe, I mean, say, see how Xavier does. I don't know. Xavier yeah. Rhodes. Um, maybe fine. The other guy there we love is um, Kenny. Kenny Moore. Kenny oh, Moore. Kenny Moore is a stud. Rocky Sin is still out. He's had a, like an illness. They're saying he's possibly going to be back this week against the Bears. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't. He doesn't have the COVID, does he? No, they said it wasn't okay, COVID-related. Of course, they can't say much with HIPAA. But, uh, but yeah, I like Kari. Uh, I like Blackman as well. And, again, if you're super desperate in a quarterback league, maybe uh, maybe look at that Xavier, see what, he, see what he does. Love it. Eddie, Chauncey, Gardner, Deuce, Trace, Johnson. If you can find him on Sleeper. To pick up uh, any yeah. interest there? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, if he's listed as a cornerback, if he's listed as a safety, eh, probably he's, not. If he's listed by his birth name, probably not. Right. Chauncey Deuce, though, sure. Uh, Jalen Johnson, this is a guy for the Cowboys I picked up and played this week. Had a nice little game, I think six and a half points. So getting a lot of snaps. This was a recommendation from Johnny the Greek. I went back to the well this week with Johnny was like, help me, my wise Yoda, find, look at, these are my cornerbacks. These are the guys out on waivers. He's like, oh, go get Jalen Johnson right now. He's playing his uh, same percentage of snaps as Jordan Fuller. See, I got I to gotta hit up Johnny because my cornerback situation has been a nightmare this year. Been really tough. He has not led me astray. I'm three and zero in that league. Yeah, and my cornerbacks' play has been very solid. Also, want to add, um, you need to check on um, Avery Williamson. He he's he's he could be out there, you know. Still, Mac Wilson as well. If someone's gotten impatient and dropped him, uh, sift through it and check on those guys. That's right. So let's do the IDP Q and A this week's question, Addy. So Connie. You're the village idiot for this portion. We're trying to help you out and players like you who are just new to the IDP game. And one of the toughest things is trades. So, Addy, let's help the listeners out. How should you value IDP versus offense in a trade? Oh, me. This is a tough one. This is, a, this is one that a lot of people have trouble with. Um, to me, I'm always going to prefer your stud offensive guys like it's going it, to you're you're never going to be able to like uh you know one for one a uh you know a, a stud a stud offense guy for a you're not trading CMC for Darius Leonard essentially no, never going to happen the 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 best you can really do i think you could trade like Darius Leonard for what do you think Josh someone like it's tough this year cuz there's been so many injuries but I know. like in a in a, like in a redraft league, so that kind of puts a wrinkle on it too. Dynasty versus redraft, but like, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking like that. You know, fifteenth ranked wide receiver or something like that, somewhere in the twelve to fifteen range. Yeah, maybe like a Mark Andrews. I was yeah. going to ask if Tyreek was too much for like your top. too much, too much for Darius. Yep. Yeah. Um. um, um what about AJ Brown? Um. It, it healthy, potentially sure you know, healthy. What about Aaron Jones? Uh, um, too much. I think I'd probably still want Aaron Jones. Um, it's tough. Running backs are everyone. Josh cl- Jacobs. Cling to the running backs. Joe no, Mixon. Too much. Joe Mixon. Yes. Joe Mixon's been a, a struggle. Um, so I think you could probably get Joe Mixon for Darius Leonard. But you're looking at like, um, not a top 
35 offensive player. I think you're looking at like, you know, somewhere like in that 40 to 50 range. That makes sense because that's where in our you got you and and Bobby did the combined dynasty rankings mm-hmm. like 700 players and I think your first IDPs came in around like 45 right. or so. Probably like No Hunter or Miles Garrett, they yeah. were probably in that 40 range. I think what Zmax put in here is accurate in that uh, D linemen tend to hold the most value. Uh, there are a few linebackers who are elite that have that kind of top shelf value as well. But typically, you're going to get more back for a defensive lineman because what you're looking for, Connie, is uh, assurance, that kind of uh, safe floor. You know, that's what's nice about offensive studs is unless they get hurt, you're pretty much guaranteeing a floor of production because of the role they have. Just your ROIs is higher right. typically with an offensive guy who's going to be out there. That's the way I did the IDP League this year is I didn't neglect the defense, but I waited a long time before I got in and started really getting heavy. But I did. I went D-line first. That's kind of what I had read. They mm-hmm. kind of hold the most value. They get the most tackles and pressures and sacks, and they're just they are interacting the most. And I went linebacker next. And, again, secondary was obviously – Kind of last. So, again, I'm learning more and more, but I guess my last question to put a bow on this question would be, let's say the the best defensive player, whether it be a D lineman or whoever, is that about what they're worth on the offensive end is about the top half, like 15th? Best um, offensive player per position, yeah. So like, when I think Andy you're says, a little underrated. I mean, I, people won't. That's the thing. Like, people won't give you those stud offensive pieces. But I mean, truly, if you get someone like Miles Garrett or like a game wrecker, like they really are a little underrated. If you, and if especially you, in like redraft and stuff, like you know, when you're when you're only starting, if you're starting like four D lines a week, you know, um, having having a stud there is a huge advantage because that's such a scarce position anyway. You know, so it, there's a lot of factors to take in, take into account there, but right, sure. But you're, I mean, yeah, your your defensive linemen's that's that's the guys you want to target. I think it should if get you, you like a top fifteen flex option of some kind, right. depending on I guess the scenario yeah. and layout of the league and the teams involved. So it's, just to kind of know a barometer yeah, of where that top like, piece gets you. Yeah, somebody like Miles Garrett. Would you trade if you were the Julio Jones manager? Would you trade Julio for Miles Garrett? Potentially. I mean, if I you know, depending on my lineup and the receivers I had. Because you know, receiver, you can kind of, kind of like linebacker for IDP. You it's can very deep this year. You can find them on the waivers. Like we've talked about all these different linebackers that you can pick up. Um, you can you can kind of manufacture a, a group of linebackers and safeties. Whereas DL, if you it's miss out on the draft, yeah. good luck. I mean, it's it's really tough. It's it really tough. tough to land a stud on the waivers. So we'll try to tackle questions like these each week to help you all just become a little more informed if this is your first IDP league or if you've been doing it a few years but still have questions. We'll try to help you guys out each week. So let's see. A, a trade that I did recently, I, I guess a stud, uh, was Tremaine Edmonds for Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I love that trade. It's a fine trade. Yeah. it's uh, it's And roster cons- trade questions are tough because no trade happens in a vacuum. Right. It's always roster construction to keep in mind. I was LBU, and I made a trade with RBU. That's right. So it worked out beautifully. Ben needed linebackers. Mm-hmm. This was with our boy Fantasy Guru, bro. Go check out their website. They're doing awesome work. Love you, Ben. But uh, he was very needy at linebacker. And this is a salary cap league, so it's not a true dynasty league, but it's most analogous to that. And so, Addy, you needed running back help, and so it worked out really well. And that's another thing, too. Look at the team that you're trading with. It's not always going to be the same trade 
depending on which player is on which team. A, a, a trade may make sense in one league because the, the manager of that particular player has a surplus of wide receivers. And so they're willing to move a Julio to get a Miles Garrett. Yep. But if you went to a, the, the manager that had Julio and the wide receiver 28 and 42 as his next two guys, probably not going to no. make that trade. No. So it's always league dependent and context specific. But yeah, in general, your top IDP assets come in somewhere around that 30 to 45 mark. Makes sense. Every yes. every situation is a is a snowflake. They're all different and all can different. have all different contexts. That's, That's right. right. You a snowflake? <laughs> Snowflakes and Proud Boys, man. We got super political on this. We did. Master Nine. Make him very <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, what was it, Virus Denier? <laughs> yeah, my Virus Denier. Uh, so, Addy, we're going to play real quickly here our favorite game show. I should probably do it big here. Yeah, you probably should. Who'd you get? <laughs> Who'd you get? Our favorite game show where we talk about the players that we acquired. Now, this is, um, you know, obviously from the past week because waivers have not gone through, but this is where we talk about anyone we picked up off waivers or traded for last week that is notable. I'll go first here. Not a lot of guys to write home about, but like I said, the aforementioned Jalen Johnson, Andrew Wingard is how you pronounce this, but I'm going Wingard because that sounds a hell of a lot cooler. Mo Cox and David Moore. So very happy to scoop up Gigantor. Had yeah. another great game on Sunday. Uh, didn't play him because I didn't have to. I've got um, Higby in that league along with Greg Olson. So he's just a little bit of tight end insurance. Yeah. Nice little luxury piece for you now. Exactly. And now with uh, Paris Campbell going down and, oh, we didn't even talk about it, but Michael Pittman with the compartment yes. syndrome in the leg. That's, that's not that good, is, that right? Really bad. That gets, that's potentially Said it was handled really well, though. Yeah, okay. so that's good. good. But dude, I mean, Cox is great. He is. He's. I, I want Mo of him. I want Mo of him in sure. my roster and my sure. lineups. So very yeah. excited to have him. He's good. I mean, and Rivers loves to throw it to him. He's the highest graded. And again, this is all just contextual. It's not like, and I don't think this is like all time if he's just talking about. But um, it's the PFF grade for Mo Ali Cox is the highest of any tight end for like a third week in a row. Wow! So just he's, like he's with Xavier great, Rose, man, he's he that one. I mean, you can definitely dog him for letting that one ball pop up and getting a pick on Philly Ribs a week or two ago. But I mean, otherwise, man, he has just been a he's a crazy. He's efficient. just a monster running down the field. He seems sure-handed. <laughs> he moves well when he gets the ball. So I love him. I hope because you saw Trey Burton is is scheduled to potentially come back. He wants to play against the Bears this week. Jack the Doyle, team that cut him, you know, is going to be He got I don't know if he got a target last game and he, he played. He, he should. Yeah, they need to let Mo Alley eat. Jack, I agree. Jack Doyle I think at this point is a progress stopper for Mo Alley Cox. Let Mo Alley Cox. Yeah, get Haha <laughs> Clinton Dix in there and let's have I want to a see Trey time. Burton too. They said he was awesome in camps. I want to see him play, get some revenge against the team that that cut him and yeah, man, prayers for Michael Pittman, dude. That is super scary. I think that's what happened to Hakeem Nix early in his career, and it it changed the, his career in a lot of ways. So hopefully they're hoping he can come back after the bye week in like week 9 or 10. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been just brutal on the Colts injury front between Marlon Mack and Malik Hooker and Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman. Thank God we had a nice, deep uh, stable of players here to take these guys place. Uh, Addy, who'd you get? Got Josh Allen in our uh, 
Big three IDP listener league. You what's, know what's going on, List, listener league folks? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Who do we have to yell at? I know. I need. We need to trace that back and scold somebody. For but real. Uh, it was yeah, Connor. it was there. Connor. Connor's just sitting there like, no. Uh-oh. Josh. Uh, no, he knows Josh Allen for the you know the Kentucky boy. Uh, but yeah, I was able to pick up Josh Allen off of his bummer two weeks. You know, I, I oftentimes forget like we play in these leagues with you know everyone that's all, dialed in all the time. That's not really the norm. There's a lot of people that are really emotional when they play fantasy, like you know in our home leagues and stuff. We see people do dumb stuff all the time. No different uh, in IDP, and I'd say probably even more so in IDP, just because, because there's greater fluctuations in IDP. Right. You know, we've said this all along. That's why you can't get too emotional when you're playing IDP because. Guys are going to crap your team more often on the defensive side of the yep. ball. And that's why even if you're set, you know, even if you think your roster is set, you need to always pay attention to the waivers just because there are some dopes out there that uh, – no disrespect. There's some dopes out there. <laughs> it furthers, it furthers your point of what you were talking about on the question of why do you favor, you know, getting offensive studs. It's just – it's a safer bet. It's the, yeah. it's your S&P 500 versus, you know, going out and try to do penny stocks or something. So Absolutely. it's just a – it's a safer return on what you're looking for, and it seems like you can shop, you know, waiver wire and pick up guys and kind of plug and chug maybe easier on the defensive end. I'm so that makes sense. Go, I'm not wanting to go bargain shopping every single week. Like I'm gonna hold these guys and trust the talent and opportunity is gonna win out. Yeah, um, you may get burned doing that, you know. Um, but man, playing that, uh, chasing the points week after week on the waiver wire is a is a dangerous way to live. Yeah, this this league though, I'm gonna have to. This was the, this was this the one. Me I, and you both, yeah. I had Saquon, CMC, Nick Bosa. Oh lord. Yeah, so I was I was thrilled to get Josh Allen. You were also grilling, I think, while the auction yes, was going on. That so. was the one I, I checked. I tuned out, you know, the most. Yeah. So we cool. have we have a question here, Addy. Let's pause your who'd you get segment. Oh, sweet. Thanks. We have a question from our boy Kurt B in the listener league. Let's I'm gonna throw it up on the screen. Uh-oh, is he? my boy Tracy Walker back? I mean, hundred percent of the snaps. You know, after he was down to fifty three percent, it certainly seems like that, but Patricia's an idiot, you know, so uh I can't I can't guarantee anything. But I mean it, it's it, in we, a perfect world, Tracy is back. But we live in an imperfect world, Kurt. Tracy only needs 50% of the snaps to be a safety, too. So, I mean, you're probably not going to pull him. I mean, you're just... I'm never sitting Tracy down. I'm like, not either. I'm not. I'm never way. going to either. I didn't this week, even though I think that we might have recommended on the thing. I didn't sit him anywhere. You couldn't and do I've it. got him almost everywhere. You looked at him in the eyes, and you're like, I'm not setting you down. I yeah, love you too I much. can't do that. Love you too much. All right. Finish up. Who'd you get? Eric Wilson? Wearing the green dot. Playing 100% of the snaps, almost. Um... You know, didn't have the the tackle numbers that uh, we like to see, but you know, ended up making a big play or two, um, and had a solid solid day. Um, Kevin Pierre Luis, ooh, out there in uh, Washington. Um, not a great week, but not a great week, but I mean, still played. You know, the mo- the majority of the snaps. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I think he's going to be fine going forward. Again, the players have down weeks. Don't uh, don't freak out too much. He's been solid. Mac Wilson, I was able to find him. I think in in two or three leagues. Mm. Um, you know, understandable though. Yeah, I mean, people thought he was going to be out for the year, um, but I think this guy has LB two, LB LB three potential. Um, the second half of the season, so I think you need to go ahead and scoop him now. Uh, and then I was able to get Joe Thompson in a in a, in a league in a 
offensive tackle required league. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. He, uh, yeah, he Joe uh, is unretired. Looking, he is looking svelte. Uh, had a great performance on the Titan Games, one of our favorite programs that oh. we've uh, chronicled many times on this show. Very nice. Yes. That's still going on? No, it ended. The tight one games. The tight one games. It was a great finale. Shout uh, out Bartley Weaver. Yeah, that's right. Bowling Green and Kentucky State Trooper. That that's, that's he yeah. went on there and lost to the eventual champion. champion. Yep. Chris is that his name? Chris something? I don't remember. He's that but, CrossFitter dude that was just like in stupid shape. Yeah. He was we broke this down in detail what uh how Bartley Weaver messed <laughs> up on one of the I don't think you were a member of, a regular member of the show yet. Head on down to Elmaz and get you a Bartley ball. There you go. If you're in Bowling Green. Or if you're at a Titans game, he's the Titan. So Yeah, so he's a lot him. of places. A lot of places. Or you know, maybe pulling you over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that as well. Telling you to spread them. Get your ass up against the car. That's right. <laughs> so, moving on from that awkward foray into Titan Games territory, we're going to hit the main segment now, fellas, and talk about the 10 most disappointing players so far through three weeks of 2020. Look, we're all a little disappointed. Coronavirus has got us down, but these are guys that we had some hope and some trust invested in, Connie. And uh, so far... Through three weeks, we are not having that uh, investment that we made returned back to us. I think this year in general, and we talked about this in regards to the injuries, we just have a, a situation where no preseason, right? Everybody has been just banging on this drum for so long of we don't need the preseason. It causes more injuries or it causes, you know, teams can start out the gate quicker, but I think along with the injuries, we're going to see some guys underwhelm maybe a little more than we would traditionally, just like we're saying with the injuries this year. Man, it seems like there's some more. Maybe that's due to under-conditioning and not being around the, the facilities and not being able to scrimmage and hit again and get your body used to that. So hard to say. That's just my initial takeaway on both aspects, if you have guys underperforming or have an injury bug. Yeah, so I think it's a combination of things. Teams not having as much ramp up, no preseason, and um, some guys that, uh, you know, new situations or coming off injuries. I think we'll see that kind of uh, recurring here. So let's start at the top, Addy. Uh, one of our boy Bobo's favorite players. Hopefully you weren't counting on him in your redraft leagues this year. It is Isaiah Simmons for the Cardinals, only averaging 18% of snaps. Week three had 15% ADP. This is all from IDP guys, which does skew dynasty, so keep that in mind. But it's a pretty good representation here of where guys were being drafted. LB37, current rank, LB128. Eeks. So that is almost non-factor... Like, who are these people? These aren't real NFL player territory. Yeah. I mean, he's just young. He's just, you know, and and then like Connor kind of mentioned, you know, the the wackiness of, of the offseason and all that stuff that hasn't helped him. It's just going to be hard for some of these rookies. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, he's fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to be probably one of the best linebackers in the game in a, in a few years, but it's going to take some time with this, this one, so. Do you think he's going to play safety at all? That's kind of been the buzz. Potentially. I mean, I saw where they, you know, with Buddha missing, you know, this week and, and maybe another that they, they might try him out there. But uh, I don't know. just sounds like they don't really know what to do with him. They're just like, uh, should, they're just like asking, should we start him at safety? <laughs> what about cornerback? Hey, he wasn't very good at linebacker. Yeah. Let's try him at safety. Defensive tackle anyone? <laughs> no. Okay. So we're, no, we're not going to do that. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so, yeah. 
don't panic on Isaiah Simmons. Drop him in redraft for yeah. God's sake. Don't don't keep holding him in redraft. But dynasty. I did. Uh, I was panic. I was on. I was going through the players available and stuff, looking at you know who who I could pick up for for uh, waivers this week, and uh, I did gasp. I, I, Isaiah Simmons was out there, right? but I. It was a redraft league. Yeah, you're like, oh, wait, no, he should absolutely be out here. He's <laughs> yeah. uh, LB128. Uh, we should mention these player ranks are from our uh, RSO league, the one that we mentioned quite frequently on the pod. Connor, I want to talk about this next guy here, Dante Fowler Jr., averaging 61% of snaps, week three, only 34%. ADP was D-lineman 23, and right now he is the defensive end 42. So um, should should IDP players be worried at all about Dante Fowler? I think you can be worried about every player on the Falcons right now. That's where he's at right now, currently. That's right. Isn't he? Yes. So that's it's 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 hard to trust anybody with them right now. They are shook. They yeah. are seeing ghosts. It, it, it's truly. It's just kind of the way I feel about it. Whether you're talking about guys on offense or defense here, like Dante Fowler Jr. So. Um, I, I'm straying away from from any guys. I, I'm I'm fading the Falcons across the board, offensively and defensively. I think they're a ticking time bomb. Yeah, the uh, 61% of snaps is pretty good, Addy, for a defensive lineman. But I don't know. Um, you know, you drafted this guy hoping maybe he'd be a defensive lineman two three. Right now, he's closer to that like defensive lineman four five territory. Yeah, not not great, but uh, give him some time. New situation. New situation. That's right. Let's just be patient. That's, I think he's going to be okay. These first two guys we have to keep in mind. New situation. Fowler with the new team. Simmons as a rookie. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence uh, averaged 47% of snaps. Week three, only 41%. ADP, I was high on him coming into the season. DL 18, player ranked defensive end 59. <laughs> Addy, speak to it because you're feeling the pain right now. Yeah, not... Uh... Not good, not good. That trade I made with Josh for Keenan Allen, that really was not fun this last week. I, I think I got well, – who was it? I got Christian Ed Oliver. Kirk, Ed, Ed Oliver was a win. That was a, nice, that was a nice piece. But, yeah. yeah, Christian Kirk, yikes. Non-factor. And then Demarcus Lawrence, not good. I did clear up a ton of caps, so we'll, we will hang our hat on that. But uh, Miss Keenan, Miss Keenan, Miss the Drip. So, um, but you're worried about that shoulder bulge <laughs> cyst thing going on. I was worried about Tyrod, you know. And then but, Herbert comes in, and then that doctor comes in with the shot. He's like, I got Herbert <laughs> on my dynasty squad, shot, lungs punctured. That's like a nightmare scenario. And speaking of the Cowboys with Demarcus Lawrence, did you all catch what Jerry Jones? Uh, oh my gosh. Is there anybody Jerry that needs can't to talk less? Yeah, is there anybody? I mean, him and him and Trump are definitely in that same category of like they cannot not get the last word in on literally everything. Old so, white man, shut the hell up. So he was he was just loving just going after him. And what was so crazy is he compared him to Mahomes. And Tony Romo, Romo. of all people. I was like, Jerry, have you been in a, like, cryogenically frozen or in a coma for the last, like, 10 or 15 years and know why? And, again, that's no, like I said the other day, I thought Burrow was very Romo-esque. I think Romo had a great career, but don't trash Dak like that. That's that's just, I don't know what the the ploy there is, the the public negotiation tactic. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's just. Jerry telling Dak, you're not worth the money you think you are. He's gaslighting him, basically, is what he's doing. Don't you think? Well, Basically trying to publicly convince him and psychologically convince the public that, like, he is this when the stats say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's 
it, it's one of those tough things to quantify. And I know there are stats out there that can do it, but like your clutch factor, like, can you be the quarterback late in the game? That's going to make the play. Um, I don't know if Dak's that guy, but Dak's a Dak deserves to get paid like a top quarterback. He's a good quarterback. This is not hard. Do you want to go try to find someone else, yeah. Jerry? Yeah, go go out there, Jerry. Good luck. Yep. You know, trade for Kirk. See what happens. Go live that life for a little. Yeah. Bit. What's your options, dude? You're gonna be you're gonna be too good to to be at the you know front of the drafts. So you're gonna have to nail your draft pick. I mean, dumb. This Dak's fine. He's fine. So uh, Bradley Chubb. 76% of snaps, average week three, 71%, ADP, LB26. Right now, player rank of LB89. Mm. We talked about it a little bit. This is a guy, Connor, that Von Miller going out really hurts this team. Kind of a situation like uh, the Falcons as well, where the Broncos just seem like a team that is just in full tilt mode right now. Uh, Chubb also coming off that injury. Um, this to me, and tell me what you think, seems like a guy that may be in consideration for your flex, but hopefully you have better options out there. Yeah, I, I think that kind of hits the nail on the head of he's somebody's gonna make, you know, that Denver offense is not gonna keep them on the field, so he's gonna be on the field. So if you don't have, again, like we talked about earlier, I know everything's situational of who do you have to compare this against, but I don't think if he's if you're looking for options, he's definitely somebody to consider because I think Denver's defense is going to be out there quite a bit. And he's playing. Good point. That's it's high amount of snaps. Yep. Yeah, and he seems yeah he seems healthy. I mean, and he is one of the two playmakers they have left. I think that's it. Him and old the tree, the tree chopper AJ Johnson. AJ Johnson, Justin Simmons, still there. I guess there you go. So I'm you a big a fan of Shelby Harris. We should probably touch on him and DT required leagues. Man, he's he's. He's Seven. great. And especially with Jarrell Casey out now. Yes, absolutely. Connor does, put a curse on him. Does Den- yeah, no comment. Does uh <laughs> it's like on uh the other guys or whatever it is, like no comment, but yes. <laughs> One of my favorite. Uh, yeah. That's oh, that, good. That is so good. Does does John Elway or Jeff Driscoll take? We're gonna get beyond freezing cold takes for that a week or two ago. We're like, oh yeah, J- I can see John Elway loving Driscoll because hey, hey. he's a small s- We? We, yeah. yeah. We I'm, I'm I say we we need, yeah. we need to cut the tape back yeah. on, I think, pull, Josh. Pull the tape. It was probably just <laughs> me. But it's, is he fall in love with this Jeff? I don't know, Connor. Yeah, Con. is he is he gonna go after is he gonna go after Cam after his one and done in New England? Uh, are, probably. Are the Pats gonna keep Cam around? That's what I think they should. I don't think Cam wants to stay. Yeah, I Connor think, has a theory that Cam's gonna. He wants to you know spread his. Cam's been and, a journeyman. He's been it, a journeyman since here, college. Here is the thing that it will determine is the money. Belichick never pays guys no. for the most part and cam's gonna want to get a lot of money he's gonna want a long-term deal that's worth a lot of money after this if the patriots are willing to give him that which i don't think belichick will i think cam will stay but if you're asking me the most likely scenario it's that cam goes somewhere else where he can get the bag yeah watch, yeah, him, go back so. to, watch him go back to carolina <laughs> that'd just be hilarious <laughs> he just goes and rehabs his image in new england and comes on back denver makes a lot of sense it does now that Aaron Rodgers seems to be staying put, yeah, that's they can't Super get rid of they can't get rid of him. So, um, yeah, Elway has to go get somebody because it's not happening with Drew Locke or O'Driscoll or I could see it. Ripian, he loves to bring in the free agent guys. He's already made New England a top five team this year. Cam's personality is bigger than New England. Think about how big we thought Tom Brady's personality was on his social media activity and you know his Facebook TV show and all that. Cam is definitely that guy, and then some. 
and I'm not saying you can't flourish and, and have that at New England, but we all know it's it does it's get very down a little bit. It, yeah, it definitely does. So, and I think that's why Tom left. Why would he have left? I don't I don't know. I think there's a lot more story there yeah. than just that. I'm looking but, forward to that book. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So, uh, yeah, and then Cam Givings, uh, as we like to refer to it, his teammate, the J-Face, uh, named after one of our high school classmates who had that classic, you kidding me, look, <laughs> and then melted off the bench like a snake. Or like, remember that commercial, that creepy commercial? The old spice one. Yeah, where the, what was it, the sun melted off the couch or something? Yeah. Very creepy. My new favorite GIF. Yeah, but say you're a GIF now, Cam, so enjoy that. Yeah, Cam, I want Swaggy Cam to be out there having fun. And I could just see way, see Elway coming in with a big old chaw and just, you know, just putting the spiel on Cam and come on out and we'll take good care of you. I think you're right, Connor. I think you're on to something. So, Preston Smith, Addy. That'd be uh, a poetic justice, wouldn't it? Because that's who they played against. Uh, yeah, the Super Bowl. It's oh. coming full inception, like full circle. Yeah, stop sorry it, for that. Did I'm you hit both here. of the microphones? I think arms? I did. I got like super excited hands. I love it. Let's uh, all do it at once. No, Ready? stop it. It's not like that cool. Um, Preston, cool. Preston Smith, Eddie. <laughs> 90% of snaps, week three, 95%. Wasn't a guy that was drafted, but LB rank 123 in our RSO league right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, big play dependent. We knew all this going in. Um, big plays uh, aren't coming, apparently. But maybe. Maybe now's the time to buy if you're a believer, but I mean. Time is now the place is now? Maybe? No, I don't think so. But, yeah, I mean, he, he shouldn't be on your radar. He shouldn't be in your lineups. Um, if he is, you know, you're crossing your fingers and hoping for some sacks. Hopefully, and that's not a fun game to play. Josh Allen, speak to it, Addy. This is a guy you just picked up. 69% of snaps, as we know, very nice. Week 3, 74%. ADP, D lineman 14, but currently D end 44. Yep, not, uh, not bueno. Not great, but uh, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's one of the better pass rushers in this league, I think. Um, he's going to be just fine. Is this... Um, Got him a sack last week. I mean, he's... he's is this confirmation bias, though? Like, you're... Um, who was your running back you spent 200 fab dollars on that didn't make the squad there in Kansas City? Um, <laughs> Do you even remember who it DeAndre is? DeAndre Washington. DeAndre Washington. Yeah, pour one out for DeAndre Washington. DeAndre Washington. I mean, you know, um, he's 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 got nine pressures on 135 snaps this well this year. Um, he's playing well. I mean, he's 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 grading out well across the board. Um, just hold. He's going to be fine. It's he's he's good. Taylor Rapp, we... Uh, this had, is not great. Yeah, we had said that this was a wrap. Uh, 44% of snaps on average, but week three, 89%. Ooh, Jordan Fuller is out. Yeah, that's the thing. So, um, ADP, though, DB16, player rank safety 59. Yeah, I mean, you can start him with Jordan Fuller out. Exactly. But maybe I, maybe he plays good enough to take back his job. I don't know. Maybe. But I don't think so. I think Jordan Fuller I think is he's entrenched. That dude. I think he's usurped the role entirely. Connie, this next one's kind of surprising. Cameron Jordan, 84% of snaps on average. Week three, 77%. Coming into the season, ADP of D lineman, eight. But rank defensive, 30, defensive end, 35 right now. Is he taking a page out of the Drew Brees playbook just but on defense of is he getting a little over the hill quicker than we thought or is this just kind of a slow start for a guy that's going to turn it on later? Well, I mean, that's true. He's getting up there in age. But, you know, this is uh, they, this is a defense that's been without Marcus Davenport. So I think that's maybe 
Hendrickson's played nice in his absence. He's though. played good. He's played good. Um, because he's thirty-one, so he's played in the league uh, nine years now, almost yeah. ten years. I still, I still think he's elite. I mean, he's. Um, yeah. Do you have maybe some pressures? Is he getting the pressures? That would make me feel better because the snaps are there. But DN30, and that's not to say DN35 is nothing to sneeze at, but most people drafted this guy to be their DN1, and right now he's he's barely scraping into the lineup based on where he's finishing. So if he's getting those, some of these, um, you know, these stats that you don't necessarily get points for, I'll feel a little bit better, but... Uh, well, not really creating a lot of pressures. Uh-oh, what's he got so far? Seven pressures on 180 snaps. That's not great. So, so that's, that's what not, I was getting at. Not that he's a bum, but just, again, if you're giving sticker value of a guy that's going to be your, your one or your 1A, but he's kind of at the bottom of the barrel, it seems like, in that... Yeah. That's only Starting a 3.8% pressure rate. That Not great. Very, very low. But let's remember, he's been playing against good offensive lines, good quarterbacks. You know, we started out Tampa Bay. Um, I don't remember who they played week two. Uh, but then they played Green Bay. You know, that's always, he's always hard to, to sack Rodgers. But they've had a tough schedule. Oh, they played um, They played Oakland. There you go. Week two, and that's a good and offensive line. That's not line. a pushover it's a game. It's no. a very good offensive line. They invested a lot into this offseason. So he's had he's had tough matchups. I think don't do anything dumb. I would actually this is that's a buy. That's a, this is a definite buy for me. So he has coming up the Lions, Chargers, Panthers, Bears, Bucks, and 49ers. Oh, that's beautiful. So I think we could we could see a nice stretch from Cam Jordan. So give me let's let's double it up. So this is through three weeks. At the end of six weeks, he's DN thirty five right now. What's a fair over under in your mind to expect him to move in the ranks? He's gonna be at DE eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, I was gonna set the over under at twenty two and a half. So you're taking the I guess under. He's gonna have he's gonna have some big weeks. All right, Connie. What about you? Twenty two and a half over I, under. I was thinking in the. I was thinking in the twenty range as well. So and again, yeah, again, I'm with Mark. I mean, he's kind of had the anti-Colts schedule in terms of strength of schedule to start the year. So you kind of have to grade on a curve with some of this. And um, still an elite guy, just had a slow start. So plenty of season left. Don't panic. I love no. it. All right, Drabil Peppers has averaged seventy percent of snaps. Week three, though, Addy, you mentioned it. He got hurt. Only twelve percent of snaps. Was the DB9, though, coming into the year, and so far, safety 63. Had a lot of fans out there. That's right. So, the first two weeks, though, was just uh, it wasn't me- good. mediocre. Wouldn't, wouldn't putting up the tackle numbers yep. that, you know, that we thought he should, but uh, I don't think people were counting for the, the new faces there. Um, Blake Martinez. Blake I think Martinez. LB1 right now. Julian Love. As we uh, expected. Logan Ryan. He's coming on. Uh, so, yeah, it's just not the same situation. There's There's – Better talent around him now. He's day-to-day, too, with a low ankle sprain. Was it low ankle sprain? Yeah, okay. that's what the, I'm looking at him right now just to kind of see what the update was there. That's but good news, then. Yeah, day-to-day. So, hopefully, he's somebody that can seem like it was you gonna, need to stream him. Seemed like it was going to be worse. But, you know, we expected a, a much bigger year from, from Jabril than what we've gotten just because, you know, there was no Xavier McKinney now with him him being, you know, hurt. That's right. The Giants are a wreck, man. Both New York teams are just a total – I mean, you could put both. This is how bad if, I think they are. If you combine the teams – They'd still be just as bad. He's terrible. Daniel Jones sucks. Sucks. I've seen out. enough. Yeah, I, you sadly, need to get rid of him. I think we're getting that way with Darnold. Like, I think they're going to be – Darnold's out. I'm, they've I'm, ruined I'm him. out. I think yeah. Darnold could have a nice career elsewhere. I think he's a talented guy, but it's sort of like he's just cursed 
in New York. It's not going to work out there. It's a doomed relationship. They've got to get a fresh start. That would be a good spot for uh, for like New England. Someone like to pick some, yes. someone like Donald yes. up. That's a great. That's the move right there. Go trade a third round pick for Sam Darnold yep. in the off season. If especially if you know they're locked into a top one or two pick. Yeah, I like that. Which they probably will be. They they have the look of like a one in fifteen team. Or if you're Pittsburgh, you got to start that's, being. You got to prepare for the idea because who do they have now behind Ben Dobbs? Dobbs, uh, yeah, they brought Dobbs so back. Rudolph, where's he? Is he still there? Rudolph's still there, but his head is caved in on one side, so <laughs> it's not a great situation. Still an all-time, that is an all-time gift, all-time moment of getting your helmet ripped off, manhood taken, and then him thankfully not catching you with like the, the pointy. Could have killed him. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, he was hilarious. He was so funny last year, Mason Rudolph. There was that, you know, not obviously the concussion was scary, but you know him, them having to remove the face mask and him looking like a, like a space <laughs> cadet. <laughs> that was your phrase when that originally happened, and, and it was one of my favorites because it was so true. He just looked completely one thousand percent gone. Yeah, it was amazing. Nobody was home. So let's talk about this last guy here, Dre Greenlaw, 34% of snaps on average. Week three, not much better, 26%. ADP, LB51. So I think I looked at it, I've explained before, like an injury replacement type of guy, but LB104. And I was like, okay, where's Quan? Because Quan is the guy right now standing in the way of Dre getting this playing time. Uh, well, Quan has been LB60 through three weeks. So I think you could lump Quan into this Dre Greenlaw equation here, Addy, and say that both of the linebackers outside of our baby Fred Warner, who I will look up right now to give y'all his standing. LB15, I believe. LB15, yep. He's on the roster. He is playing very well. So um, what do we make of these guys outside of Fred, though, Addy? Yeah, we just don't want really any part of them. Um, Quan, I think we a lot of us thought that he was going to, you know, be – productive this year but it's just i don't know what the deal is with him he's getting decent snaps he's just not converting the tackles anymore and fred looks so good there's been so, so many fun videos come out that i've loved watching he's so good he's so athletic like i think he's the future prototype for yeah. the linebacker position just a great coverage linebacker you know the the interceptions are starting to fall now for him um but yeah he's just he's one of the best I mean, he gets hated on. Some people are like trying to hate on him. Like, I don't think he's as good as you think he is. Like, no, nah, he's good, bro. Regression, regression, <laughs> regression. It's like, what if a player gets better? What What about that? Does that bust your little yeah. regression? What model? linebackers do you like? Who do you like? I'm actually, I'm fading everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a, that's a that's a common thing. Yeah, Dre's got a quad too, so he's not expected to play. Oh no! Yeah, he's not expected mm. to play this week. So that'd be one at least for somebody that's that's disappointed you so far. Don't. Probably trust now him. Now you this have week. an excuse to keep yeah. him on the bench. Keep him on the bench. Addy's gonna add one here, boys. Add a, hit it, hit it, Addy. Corey Littleton. I knew you were gonna bring him up. <laughs> it's a page out of Bobby's book. Let's just slip the guys in that have personally wronged me on my roster. Hey, this guy has wronged everybody. That's true. And he is a dumpster fire on PFF uh, grades right now. He is like awful. Like. 30s, like he's in the 30s, 40s right now. Ooh, like not good, like every week. Failing. I wanted to see his position rank too. So uh, LB75. Yeah, and so this is a guy that you had to spend a top 10, you know, linebacker pick on, uh, and and that is not getting it done. So, yeah, last week he, he had his best week so far, but still it was only 10 and a half points. Man, I, I wanted to look up because I saw this insane 
uh, tweet about Corey Littleton missed tackles. You might have seen this oh, as well. Oh, it's bad, yes. It was um, – oh, I'm not going to be able to find it here. I'll be able to find it for um, you, baby. So it was – oh, here it is. It was our boy, of course. Who else would it have been but our boy John Macri? Um, Corey Littleton had just one missed tackle in all of 2019. He now has six, six missed tackles through three games on the Raiders. Wow. You just have to wonder – Maybe um, if he was propped up by a good defensive scheme, good defensive coaching, maybe some underrated but good supporting talent there in L.A., and now that he's the guy on the marquee, uh, not quite as good as what we thought. Yeah. Missed tackles are good, kind of like pressures are indicative of D-linemen who are good. Missed tackles are a good indication of linebackers who are bad. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at missed tackles, Corey Littleton leads the league in missed tackles uh, as far as as linebackers go um, with Zach Cunningham. Micah Kaiser's right underneath him. But here's the the grades he has right now. His overall defensive grade is a 29.8. Oh, it's worse than what you said somehow. Yeah, coverage, his coverage grade, which is what he was really good at last year, it's 33.3 this year. It was like, it was in the 78s last year. That's not good, Connie. But, you know, new situation. Let's be patient. I mean, every it's it's been in, you know it's a new situation. But it's also changed with no Nick Quick, so he's probably having to play a different role. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, I'm willing to be patient with Corey Littleton. I think the ba- are you benching him? I'm benching him if I'm if I'm a manager right now. I didn't, but I have I have I have uh, I have Avery Williamson who I probably should be starting over. I was going to say I think I'm starting Avery Williamson from the dumpster fire Jets, Connie. Yeah, that's that again. Just put both New York teams together, and you probably still have a team that's like five and eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's generous. Yeah, that, even even at that three and thirteen. Yeah, that may be too much. So that was our segment there on the eleven most disappointing players through three weeks. Uh, let's just get a Maddie with one of those. Yeah. And you know what? Give me one more of those. So. Uh, Connie, as we wrap up, we, we teased nine it. more of those. Yeah, nine, Joshy. Uh, let's keep it going, Eddie. That's good. I'm going to cut off your board access. Um, <laughs> let's wrap up here, Connie, with we teased it earlier. Uh, the story from Cincinnati, one of our favorites. Anytime I hear triple baconator, I can't help but think of it. Uh, regale the listeners with one of my favorite uh, Connor. Nights you don't remember with friends you'll never forget stories. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Were we on a bachelor trip? No, I think it was just our annual Cincinnati trip. Right. Yeah. So uh, once upon a time we were we were going on Reds trips pretty regularly. Had a sweet hookup with um, a family member of ours who was the third base coach for a while. So shout out Mark Barry. He no longer works with them, but he had a great tenure with the Reds. Mark, we know you're listening. Baby. We know you're listening, Mark. Thank you for being a big supporter. Love you, Mark of the big three but anyway uncle mark would hook it up give us all tickets um we'd go have a big time go to hoffer house uh, garfield in garfield in casino yeah go to the casino blacklisted from the garfield yeah Yeah. our our pictures are up at the front desk do not let these people in (laughs) yeah we're not going to incriminate on that but we were asked to leave our uh, hotel and had to drive home in the middle of the night uh like four hours to back because it was literally everything was booked out but on this specific trip again this was an annual trip so i could take 40 different stories and give you this but truly uh, I think uh, a day of probably making some uh, decisions of overindulging and being out in the hot sun and dehydrating 
uh, led us to Wendy's, and I it was just, a late Wendy's. It was run. a late Wendy's like run, nine p.m. or after. And I did was something I've never done because I'm such a creature of habit. And I pulled the Greg Raymer move, and I said, "What do you suggest?" And the guy literally just responded with triple baconator, which of course I didn't really know what it was. I think it was a new item. It was their most expensive item yeah. as well. Yeah, I think it was like a ten dollar burger, so it made that Farrell's four dollar burger. And also, cheap. Connie, you were doing an accent the entire time. Yeah. Was he really? Yes, it was that Australian. He was doing an Australian accent. Yeah, oh I was into bits. So. <laughs> Got that part of the story. <laughs> I'm sure it was crude and everything else, but your boy put that your boy put that uh, triple baconator down, and I, I think I'm still having like artery and, and heart issues with it. But it was just a pride thing because I ordered it, and immediately when I got it, it was, uh, it was too much. It was instant regret. Legitimately, if you're watching the live stream, this triple baconator is a good six inches tall. Yeah, if you've Too never big. had one, just just go get one. They don't tomorrow. make it anymore because people died. Like eight people died in New oh, York. Oh, they don't make it. This thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just kidding. But you believe yeah. it, right? You I was gonna believe. say I live to tell the tale, that so that I can't possible. be killed. Yeah, I wasn't gonna look it up. I believed it. Uh, that's that's the world we live in. So yeah, Connie, I thought another good segment here, and tell me what you think of this kind of live on the pod reaction. I would like to. Bring maybe the the gambling aspect maybe into the show a little. We more. were talking about this. Me and Connie, we need to start like. If we ever discuss games, we always need to mention the lines. Yes. Can you bring us some of the gambling uh, aspect here to the show, Connie? Maybe some of your favorite prop bets or over-unders or Yeah, for sure. I obviously have to kind of, you know, sit back and take a back seat to these guys when they're, you know, getting in their their nerdy stat shit. So I I don't know as much on that, but gambling-wise, I am kind of a – I am a degenerate in that regard. So uh, I don't sports gamble, but I do like to keep up with it just in terms of – uh, knowing how Vegas and where the money's going and everything else. I would love to do that. We'll, that'll Excellent. be something we can tease love for it. the next sode. That's right. So stay tuned to Connie's Gambling Corner. Uh, and uh, the the boys try White Castle. Yeah, that's right. White Coming Castle. Coming next week. Gambling. It's going to be great. It's going to be chicken ring thing day up in here. Oh, take me back to high school. Speaking of gambling, uh, DFSSS, tune in. Drop it on Thursday night, right? Yes, sir. Live show now. We're not doing the podcast. Live show. Check it out. A lot of fun. Great format we're for that. We're killing it. We, we're, we're, I mean, every week we're in the money. In the money, baby. That's what is we that, do. Is that coming back our way at all? Mm, I don't think so. We got to pay off this boys. Oh, All right. Like well, hope you guys have enjoyed this. So look at us. We actually did it under an hour and a half. I'm proud of you all. Let it. Let us know what you thought of the new format, babies. The throwback to our uh, days gone by from year one of the Big Three IDP podcast. But it feels a little more true, adding to the spirit of the show. Um, hope you enjoyed those stats because you're never going to hear them again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lauren, thank you for setting us straight, baby. We appreciate you. We should uh, also give a shout-out to our newest supporter of the podcast, Aaron Mayberry, a.k.a. Dynasty DVM on Twitter, joined up as a patron of the podcast, Addy. So thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. We've, we've talked on Twitter before. Good, knowledgeable dude. Thank you for your support, bro. In our one of our listener leagues, the auction league that we mentioned. So yep. very much love having him as part of that league. And thanks again. And thanks to our other sponsors as well, Mediocre, Lauren, and Nico. We love and appreciate you guys. Mediocre, I got to get your Aaron Donald out. You're, I, uh, he's given up. At I'm going to give it. To, I'm going to give it to you. Tonight. No, you're not. I'm going to give it to you tonight. I have to tonight. Okay. I'm going to leave it on your doorstep. Thank you. Like a little present, and it'll get taken away by chipmunks or squirrels or something. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But check out. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We're dropping the game recap nugs over there at Big Three IDP. Since we're not doing the game recap sods anymore, you can check out all of our takes on each team's highest IDP scores. Those will be dropping tomorrow as well. Today was round one. Tomorrow's round two. 
if you guys like that, we'll be doing that each week. And uh, shout out to Zmax for helping us get those, uh, get all the info pulled together for the doc, for the podcast, for the tweets, Addy. It's Zmax. We love you, man. You're it. crucial to that year two leap. And we will take you guys out with the year two leap and a final endorsement from our favorite quarterback. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Andrew Luck. Be sure to subscribe to the Big Three IDP podcast. <laughs> if you like Big Three IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's That's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you. IDPGuys.org. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, guys? It's Josh. And one of the things that you may not know about me is that in addition to hosting this podcast with Bobby and Adam, I'm also a writer. That is my full-time job. But with that said, I'm not as avid as a reader as you might think. That's because it's hard for me to find time to sit down, crack open a book, and read it. But what I do love are audiobooks. And one of my absolute favorites, and I know as football fans you will appreciate this is Boys Will Be Boys, The Glory Days and Party Nights of the Dallas Cowboys Dynasty. I know my boy Johnny the Greek loves this book as well. And you have to check out the audiobook version. Author Mori, the narrator, does a fantastic job bringing this crazy, wild, you-will-not-believe-it-your-jaw-will-drop story from Jeff Perlman to life in such vivid and rich detail that... I really do prefer the audiobook version to the print version. And here's the good news. You can actually listen to it for free. We have partnered up with Audible. And if you go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp, you're going to get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Now, that includes one audiobook plus select Audible Originals. After the trial, you get that same setup with a rotating selection of Audible Originals, plus exclusive sleep tracks and guided wellness programs. Audible has the biggest selection of audiobooks on the planet. It's only $14.95 a month after the 30-day trial. You can cancel anytime, and they'll even send you an email reminder before your trial ends. So go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check out Boys Will Be Boys by Jeff Perlman. You are not going to regret it. That's audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check it out. Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three 
Scotty P. Let's go.